0: Shannon Waller here and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Dan, I am excited today, as I always am, to talk to you because today we're going to focus in on how businesses are changing due to the pandemic, COVID-19, and what some of the innovations are that we're seeing, how our clients are being a hero to their audiences, how they're actually using this as a chance to kind of reshape. You and I have talked about in our previous podcasts, you know, putting the pieces and sometimes the game board back in the box and then pulling it out differently. And we're also going to share how we are doing that. So I'm super excited to do that. And I hope you enjoy this sneak peek backstage to Inside Strategic Coach. So Dan, just to kick us off, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, these are scary times and there's a certain way to respond that's creative versus reactive in scary times. So let's jump into that to kick us off today.
1: Yeah, well, I just celebrated a birthday. So I was born in 1944. So I was born just before the Normandy invasion. And I have to say that looking back, you know, there's been a lot of big changes that have happened, and especially technologically, but what's happened in the last Two months is the biggest shift that I've ever seen in such a short period of time with Zoom, especially. And I know other people use other platforms, but Zoom now has the verb. They're like Kleenex, you know, they're like Xerox. Doesn't matter what platform, it's Zooming. And you and I were familiar with Zoom before this, and you know, parts of our team were very familiar with Zoom. I have podcasts and On a number of my podcasts, I've done it on Zoom for the last five years, but I've never seen where everything went to a new technological platform Mm -hmm. in such a short period of time. So I would say that 10% of our entire entrepreneurial client base at the beginning of March was using Zoom on a daily basis. And I would say 95% are now. Right. And I don't think they'll ever go back. We've had a couple of months now to get used to it, and I think that it's natural now. It's sort of normal Mm -hmm. for thousands of entrepreneurs, and it's changed the way they think about the future, and it's changed the way that we think about the future.
0: So let's talk about that, because changing the way we think about the future is kind of a fascinating topic. And one of the things that I've been so thrilled about with Zoom is how everyone is jumping their capability level at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, never do I ever remember a circumstance where we all had to kind of jump onto this new capability, you know, including really just appreciating what looks good as a background and how to keep people engaged and communicating. But we're all getting better quickly. And can you talk a little bit about, Dan, how the two-hour sessions that you've been doing and how you see our clients using Zoom too?
1: Well, the way I think about business is uh, you have a backstage, which is how you get ready to do what you do, and it's all the support you know behind the scenes. And then there's front stage, and this is, uh, in our case, it's workshops for entrepreneurs and then other communications for entrepreneurs. So March 13th was the decision that we knew we were going to have to close down as far as in-person workshops for the foreseeable future. We thought we might be back by June 1st, but that's turning out not to be the case. And then the big thing was that we had to get the entire backstage. Everybody at work had to move from offices in a number of different locations. And two business days, everybody was set. We have over 100 team members. You know, we're across eight time zones from London, England, on the east to... Los Angeles on the West. And then the whole point was, now, how are we going to replace our main way of interacting with our clients, which was live workshops? And we do 125 workshop days a quarter, 500 a year. And these are full one-day workshops. I'm one of the coaches. You're one of the coaches. We have 16 other coaches besides us. And, you know, counting everybody, it's about 3,000. Entrepreneurs and their teams. And it took us from March 13th, I think it took us 10 days to hit upon a new form, which was a two hour form. We weren't sure about it. A lot of it is experimental when you have no alternative but shift to a new capability. But we were really, as much as we had a lot of things we thought we would need to improve, actually, our very first two hour session went really well. What's more, our clients really liked it. You know, the ones who we had immediately in that first week of Zoom workshops, I call them Zoom mini workshops, they really liked it. And there were lots of neat things about it. I mean, I can talk about that, but there's a lot of neat things about Zoom, which I think are superior to in-person workshops. What I've noticed is the actual delivery of content is better on Zoom than it is in person the socialization of people becoming friends and, you know, really, really knowing a lot about each other, that can't be done on Zoom. That really happens in person. So we're seeing two worlds. There's the social world that wraps around the delivery of knowledge. But I think that Zoom is really superior for delivering knowledge.
0: That's interesting. So why is that, Dan? Is it in terms of how we do our models or our conversations or questions? What do you think is that makes it superior
1: well, we've always had a sacrifice, you know, there's a sacrifice to doing strategic coach. And that is, unless you live nearby, you had to travel. But even if you lived nearby, it was a commute, you know, and we're major cities, we're major hubs. We have LA, we have Chicago, we have Toronto, we have London, England. They're all traffic congested cities. And then everybody else is usually flying to get in. And, you know, we have Australians who do their workshops in L.A. or Chicago or any of the four cities the Australians come to. Well, you know, from start to finish, they have to figure on about five days turnaround time from the moment they leave home, get to where the workshop is, do the workshop, get back home. It's about five days. So, For four workshop days a year, it's actually 20 days, and that's just the time. There's considerable cost to this. Shannon, you did a workshop with, I think, 17 Australian entrepreneurs, and all they had to do was, at the appointed hour, turn on Zoom, and they were there. And I think they loved it. They absolutely loved it. The obvious implication is, in the future, and we're really going to test that out over the next three months we can do workshops for anyone anywhere mm-hmm. we can do workshops for anyone anywhere and the same insight and the same kind of surprising lesson that we've received from this i think the vast number of our clients have received you know i've always thought of local or regional at the most and now i'm thinking national and i'm thinking global mm-hmm. and It's remarkable. I mean, it's remarkable. It's like five-year jump in three months.
0: Right. Yep. We're going through our own evolution, and we have something to talk about towards the end of the call in terms of how Strategic Coach is doing that. So in case anyone's wondering, we are still continuing with in-person workshops. They're going virtual temporarily until we can safely do so to have people back together. But we haven't...
1: last night was my 75th night at home. 75th straight night at home, and I don't know when I've ever done that. (laughs) Not in my adult life, I can tell you.
0: Right. Yeah, we're used to being on planes, and well, not so much planes, trains, and automobiles, but definitely planes, and traveling around a lot. So it's been quite novel to be at home for such an extended stretch. I mean, I feel exactly the same way. You know, this is how we're transitioning, but we've also, you have had phenomenal conversations in your 22 sessions with entrepreneurs who are just really looking at this time period as an opportunity mm-hmm. you know not that it's happening to them they're not victims they're actually being incredibly proactive in terms of how they are shifting their business, adapting. So I'd love to share some of those examples too. And one of the people that comes to mind is Norm. Mm -hmm. So he's not someone who can do what he does by Zoom because he runs a very successful restaurant and bar. So can you share his example too? Because he's someone who's taken the existing circumstances, what he had, and done something completely new with it that was very valuable. But anyway, I don't want to give away too much. But can you talk about him? Because he's someone who's adapted... Quickly and rapidly, and very successfully.
1: Yeah. For those of you who don't know Strategic Coach, our workshop programs are just for successful entrepreneurs. They have to have quite a number of years' experience and they have to be very, very successful financially. And usually they've hit a ceiling that represents that they've already achieved earlier goals that they had in their career, and now they have to create a new future which is a lot bigger than what they originally thought they would get to. And Norm Dunnigan is a great example of this. He lives in a very scenic historic town called Aiken, South Carolina. It's a place that they had a lot of horse farms and big mansions and everything else. Very, very picturesque. But he's got a terrific restaurant where the main feature is whiskey. And then he's got a five-star menu, five-star chef to go along with whiskey, and whiskey lovers love going there because it's all private distilleries, so it's not the kind of whiskey you could buy at the local liquor store. These are special casks and that from distilleries from about five or six states around South Carolina. But anyway, the big problem is they have shut down, they had locked down like everywhere else, so he was just done. Now, he's got other businesses, so he had cash flow from other businesses, but this was his passion. So he was talking to another entrepreneur in our program, and this was like in the first week of shutdown. And one of the big problems right at that time, and it was North American-wide, I don't know how it was in the rest of the world, but both Canada and the United States, the supermarkets just were mobbed, shelves were cleaned out, and people just couldn't get things. So Norm was talking to another entrepreneur who's a marketing entrepreneur, Dean Jackson, very famous marketer on the internet. And Dean said, you know, don't think of yourself as a restaurant, think of yourself as a very specialized supermarket store. Because he said, you know all your clients personally, you have all their contact information. So he said, just go through and do an inventory of every product that just normally comes into your restaurant, all the food products, you know, the makings of the food you know, the flour, milk, eggs, and so forth. And then all the cleaning products you have, including toilet paper. And you're on a completely different supply route. And I'm I'm sure if you called your supplier for all of your normal daily and weekly supplies, they would be thrilled to ship them. So what he did is he just turned it around in a day. He itemized everything that he had available. And then he sent a note with the inventory to all of his clients. And he says, if you just order these and give us six hours ahead of time, we'll have it all packed up for you. And you can just come to the front of our restaurant and somebody will hand it to you and we've done your shopping for you. And so you can deliver that. And he found after about four weeks that his gross income, you know, the sales, was 75% of what it would be if the restaurant was open. But his expenses had gone down by 80%. So it was very profitable, period. I'd like to point this out as an example, Shannon, that entrepreneurs don't react. They don't get paralyzed by everybody else's fear. They don't get really paralyzed by their own fear. They take their emotion, the fear and the uncertainty, and they say, okay, how do I have to think about this differently? And then they take action just like that. I'm very close to Norm because I really love how he's doing what he's doing, because he plans to go national with his ideas about beer pubs and whiskey restaurants. So that's for another entrepreneur. But you could just see the instant, you know, turnaround in his thinking. And then his team just fell into place and they loved it. They loved it, you know, because there was a fair amount of staff, you know, properly masked and properly gloved who had to do the packing of the grocery packages for the clients. It just shows you, and I'd like to use that as kind of like a universal example of one, how entrepreneurs rather than people who aren't entrepreneurs respond, but also how the particular entrepreneurs who in some cases have 10, 12, 15, 20 years in strategic coach, how they think about things. It's just like that. A danger becomes a capability in a matter of 24 hours.
0: That's amazing. To me, that's kind of the heart of this conversation is how people can take a set of adverse circumstances and transform them quite rapidly into new forms of, I would say, value creation. And you've seen this happen multiple times. I mean, Dan, you talk all the time about entrepreneurs basically sign up for scary times just by virtue of being an entrepreneur. And this is Mm -hmm. a global scary time, but there's muscles that have been built which make entrepreneurs much more, I would say, resilient and creative in the face of some of those challenges. And I know this is also why they're your absolutely favorite people with whom to work.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, I want to make a point here that some of our entrepreneurs have really been blindsided. I mean, their cash flow has been cut off. So what I'm saying here that there is a spectrum from really bad to really great. I mean, I would say 30% of our entrepreneurs that I've talked to, you know, and I've talked to four or 500 at some point in the last two months. And I would say 30% of them are hiring during this period because a lot of really great people have been let off by other companies. And they said, what a great time, because I have to tell you, over the last three or four years, the biggest issue that a lot of our entrepreneurs had was just having good people to hire because, you know, we had such low employment before. The U.S. was virtually at full employment before the pandemic happened. Canada, not so much, but U.S. I mean, it was the greatest employment market in 50, 60 years before And there were a lot of good people who, not because they weren't great people, but simply because the businesses themselves had to let them off that were now available. So they said, I'll hire a great person, even if I don't have a job for them, just to make sure I secure it, because I'm probably not going to get this opportunity again. So... You had at the top end, people doing so great, people never having such great quarters in their life. And at the bottom, people who this is going to be probably the toughest year of their entrepreneurial career, both of them are positive. Both of them are saying, well, I'm just going to have to rethink things. Maybe some thoughts I had about the future, we can act on those thoughts right now. Maybe I'll start all over again with an entirely new approach and sometimes even a new industry. Maybe this is a sign that things I was frustrated about this industry, maybe it's time just to depart and start a new entrepreneurial future. So that's the kind of thinking I'm going to talk about. And I'm going to say that every individual is unique. They have different family situations. They lived in different geographic locations. They're under different governance you know, the states are very different from each other. The provinces in Canada are very different from each. The UK is a completely different situation. A week ago, we had a great Zoom sales intro, primarily for workshops in London, and we're getting normal results, but it was with probably 1 of the time and one twentieth of the cost to get the same results that we're getting after just one week. It was right now. It was a week ago. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I was on that event with you, which was great fun. I mean, selling is happening differently. Delivery of your product service experience is happening differently. Having that capability, Dan, to adapt, to be positive. And it's interesting, the people we've seen that are very reactive is the word that comes to mind. They're the ones who are kind of like listening to the general narrative and getting pretty freaked out by the whole thing. And yet what we've been able to see, despite, as you said, either end of the spectrum from our clients, how positive they are and how resourceful and creative they're being in their thinking. And it's, you know, certainly your incredible mindsets with scary times has been a massive contribution to people's ability to get unstuck and move forward. So thank you for that. But they're doing that and they're providing leadership and direction and capability to their audiences. But just the sheer resourcefulness of our clients is amazing to me. So there's actually a ton of opportunity, which I think entrepreneurs are seeing and can provide enormous direction for other people because they're paying attention to the specifics, not to the general. Can you just share your example of having turned off the news a couple of years ago?
1: Yeah, it was really interesting. I began noticing, I think it was about two years ago. So in July, it'll be two years. I was noticing how different my experience was from what was being reported on the mainstream news, that all my entrepreneurs thought that the world was going great. And my mother, you know, when I was six years old, told me, you should really pay attention to the news because very important things are happening in the world. Well, in 1950, that was 1950, you know, right after the Second World War, we were into the Cold War, we were going through atomic bomb rehearsals, if there was ever an atomic bomb, we were in the middle of the polio pandemic. And, you know, I grew up on a farm, and I just got fascinated. My mom gave me a lot of good tips, and that was a really good tip. So I'm a news junkie, and the internet has been just amazing for me. I'm like a hoover. I go, you know, I just suck it up every day. But I just noticed that the mainstream media and all the cable news especially, which I usually spend maybe a half hour or an hour on a day, and I just notice a complete disconnect between what the reporters and the commentators were talking about. And it was like they were talking about life on another planet. I said, this has nothing to do with the entrepreneurial world. And this wasn't a decision at that time that I wouldn't watch the news, but it was a great summer here in Toronto. And in Chicago, it was a great summer. You know, so we'd eat outdoors on the patios. So we just got out of the habit and you know, we're in cottage country during the summer, so we have a cottage up on a lake in Ontario. And I realized we got back at Labor Day, so that for six weeks, I hadn't watched any news. And I hadn't missed it at all. And actually, I felt more relaxed because I wasn't watching the news. And I said, six weeks, I wonder how long I can keep it going. Well, I'm approaching two years now, and I'm especially happy I haven't watched it during the pandemic. It's very, very strange. I mean, I pick up YouTube clips, you know, on the internet and I'll watch it and I'll say, I live on a different planet from the news media. And it makes sense that I think that the news media are fearful, Mm -hmm. but they're not fearful for what's happening to other people. I think they're fearful for what's happening to themselves. Because in all the news media, advertising is what makes it go. And I think that the combination of Facebook and Google, who are the two greatest advertising platforms in the world, I think they've destroyed the advertising revenues for the news media. So my feeling is that the reporters and writers and commentators and opinion makers on the news media are facing a very, very dire future for themselves in their own industry. And it seems to me that they're just projecting their own fear on their listeners, but they're not actually in contact with their listeners, readers, and watchers. They're just projecting their own fear. Will I even have a job next week? Mm -hmm. Will our station even be in existence? Will this newspaper even be in existence, this magazine and everything else? So I think the news media is living in their own fearful world but they have this impact on other people as if what they're reporting is the world of the other people. But it's not. I think it's the world of the news media. And They're in their own dark world and probably a lot of them aren't going to make it out of it.
0: That's very true. Dan, before we wrap up, I want to talk about our... You just talked about their dark world and I want to talk about our brighter future. Yes. <laughs> I think that's pretty exciting. So we talked earlier about... We are still an in-person workshop company that hasn't changed, no. and as soon as it's safe do so, we'll go back. But we are also launching a new virtual-only strategic coach program. And that really goes back to what you were saying is just, you know, this brand new capability that we have. It allows us now to think, the new geography for me right now is time zones. we now have to start thinking in terms of time zones instead of workshop locations, which I find kind of interesting. So, I mean, I know that you're excited about this. So Dan, before I give people how to kind of get in touch with us, if they want to know more, what do you see? I mean, you talked earlier about going kind of global in your thinking, but what's your excitement about this?
1: Well, it starts next Thursday. So a week from today. So everything that was in the calendar for June, July, and August at the start of the year thinking we're living in the in-person world every one of those live workshops in-person workshops is going to be a zoom workshop and we've come up with a beautiful 6-hour design with breaks at the end of every hour lunch break lots of breakout sessions and zoom has just been superb i have to tell you i doubt in my life i've ever been so impressed with a technological company mm-hmm. you know They just haven't let us down at all. They had a few glitches. You know, they had some vulnerabilities, but they seem to have solved them in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. This will be good. So I'll be doing, we as a company, will be doing 125 Zoom workshops in the summer months, June, July, and August. And I think we're going to learn an enormous amount that this is a forum that's going to continue on even when in-person workshops come back. And the other thing is that when people come to a workshop, usually they're there one month and then three months later they're back for another workshop. There is contact in between, but my sense is that we're going to fill the three months in between their workshops with a lot of one-hour, you know, 90-minute, two-hour refreshing and reinforcing sessions. So it's not either or when we're finished, it's both and Mm -hmm. that we're going to do. So I think our capabilities for having more workshops is going to increase dramatically because we can have Zoom-only workshops going forward. Mm -hmm. We have a lot to learn in the next three months about exactly how we're going to do that. And then in-person workshops will come back. We're already thinking that our future has been vastly expanded, just because of our R&D over the last two months and going forward next couple of months.
0: I love it. So thank you, Dan. My next workshop is next Thursday, so I'm really excited about that. And that's the regular workshop. And then we are starting a brand new virtual only that is not dependent upon coming to in-person workshops, and that kicks off in September. So if you're interested yep. in either one of those options or if you want to know more about I have about- to
1: tell you, I've lived in a world where I get requests to create this and create that and create that. So there's vastly more activity and decisions and new initiatives that are taking place in the strategic coach company that I'm told about later, you know. The only constant to my life is usually almost every day we're talking about something.
0: Yes, you're good with following marching orders, Dan. (laughs) So if anyone would like to know more, please connect with us at strategiccoach.com slash virtual. There'll be more information coming up there shortly. But Dan, thank you. Thank you for sharing how we're pivoting and how some of our clients are pivoting and just really reinforcing you know, the resourcefulness, the resiliency, the scary times muscles that entrepreneurs have kept developing. I think it's really fun to hear some specific examples of that. So as always, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Shannon.